Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, folks. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me. Tell you what, let's see if we can draw Ephesians 4 to conclusion today. <laughs> We've been looking at it in relationship to spiritual gifts. Let me just take a, the first few moments here to remind us of what's being said here. Paul told them and implored them to walk in a manner worthy of the calling they've been called with. He told them to walk in humility and gentleness and patience and tolerance, forbearance for one another, to be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit. And uh, when we read these passages, folks, and when you listen to them, just pay attention to the action. Just pay attention to the verbs of what the Lord calls us to do. Again, it was humility and gentleness and patience and tolerance and being diligent. That's what we're called to do. Why? Because there's one body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one God and Father. We are one. But to each one of us, there has been a measure of Christ's gift, a measure of his grace is given out. And the Holy Spirit gives this. He gives gifts to men. And we saw that there are gifted individuals that have a particular function. These apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are to equip the saints for the work of the service, for the building up of the body, until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of Man, until we're all mature. And because of that, we're not going to be children anymore. We're not going to be tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, craftiness and deceitful scheming. But what are we going to do? We're going to speak the truth in love. We're going to grow up in all respects. And you're going to see that he tells us this over and over. Grow up, speak the truth in love, don't lie, function together as the body. And then he uses the body as an example of how uh, it works according to the proper working of each individual part. And that's what builds up the body and causes the growth of the body, is the body of Christ, each one doing what they should be doing. And in light of that, he says this, don't go back the way that you were when you were Gentiles, acting and behaving in that way. Rather, do this, go the way of Christ. Go the way he did. Put aside your old self. Be renewed in your mind. Put on the new self. These are all instructions, okay? Lay aside falsehood. Speak truth to each one, okay? We're all members of one another. Be angry, yet don't sin, okay? Don't give the devil opportunity. If you used to steal, don't steal anymore, okay? Labor with your own hands. And the reason for doing that is to where you can share with the one who has a need. Oh, so important. And then the last thing we looked at in the last episode is to be certain that no unwholesome word proceeds out of your mouth, okay? Just words that bring forth edification. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God seals us for the day of redemption, so don't grieve Him. Now, here are the last two verses of Ephesians 4, and they're just instruction after instruction. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. <laughs> I just left the way uh, that the Spirit would lead Paul the right. Listen to these things. You have bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and malice. Six things. And he says, let these things be put away from you. In the same way that you set aside the old man and put on the new self, he says, set these aside. Now, again, what's interesting is we can pick them up anytime we want to. I can get angry over something in the wrong way. Right here he says, put aside all anger. But earlier he'd said, be angry, yet do not sin. 
I can choose to be angry and sin in that anger or wrath and sin in that wrath. Bitterness is one of the saddest things I see day in, day out, uh, particularly among older people because they have festered with the bitterness for decades. They'll sit there and hold something against somebody or something that's happened to them 50 years ago, and they're bitter with it, and all that does is eat them up. I think it actually has physiological impact. I think it changes things within you physically, and that's the reason that you're sick with things often. He says, put away all these things from you. Okay? Again, Malice, bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor and slander. Put them away. And then the next verse you can imagine is sort of the juxtaposition to that. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other. So he lists these six things to set aside. Then he lists three things for us to do. To be kind to one another. You know, sometimes people come along and they speak the truth and they're speaking it and they say they're speaking in love, but there's just no kindness there. There's no tenderheartedness there. There's no forgiveness there. Oh, how often do we as the body of Christ come along and say we forgive, we forgive, but we won't forget? That's not true forgiveness. We're to forgive one another. We're to be tenderhearted. We're to be kind to one another. To what degree? Well, listen, I'll read it again. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. <laughs> well, there you go. In the same way that God in and through the Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven me, I must forgive others. Now, people will come on and they'll say, well, uh, they haven't asked for forgiveness. Okay, They don't deserve forgiveness. It has nothing to do with it. Okay, We forgive. Even if somebody does not seek forgiveness, we forgive. That doesn't mean that you don't learn. Okay? A lot of times people want to go too far the other way. No, 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 no. If you know that someone is a thief, then don't let them watch your house while you're gone for a couple of weeks, okay? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. We walk in wisdom. We walk in understanding. But don't sit there and allow your heart to grow hard and callous because you refuse to forgive. As a matter of fact, I think that uh, the lack of forgiveness, okay, the refusal to forgive is the root of, that brings forth much evil into people's lives, particularly demonic power. Okay, That lack of forgiveness is the thing that the enemy grabs a hold of, and he builds on it, and he builds on it, and he builds on it. We must forgive. And I'll tell you what happened when you do. When you forgive like that, you're set free. You know, We think that when we're holding unforgiveness against somebody, <clears throat> that we're really getting them. They don't even know, folks. They don't care. The only person that's affecting is you. And what it's going to do, it's just going to turn you into a, the green-eyed monster of bitterness and envy. That's all it is. But when you forgive, you have broken down the walls and the bonds and the chains and the barriers that the enemy seeks to place upon your life. And you're free. You're only free to live in liberty and abide in the Lord when we forgive in the same way that God in Christ has also forgiven us. Tell you what, that'll transform your life if you grab a hold of it, okay? Uh, you know what? I think that's all we're going to do today out of Ephesians 4. Next time, if I can remember, we'll pick up in 1 Corinthians 13. We've, we've looked at, uh, see, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, and Ephesians 4 now in relationship to uh, spiritual gifts. I may jump over to Peter for a couple of verses first to set the context, but we're going to continue looking at how these spiritual gifts manifest themselves within the body. In the meanwhile, y'all keep pressing on. I'll see you then.